Welcome to Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather Crawford. And I'm Sarah Frappier. And we're here to talk about real health for real people. Is it over? Hello. Oh, wait. It's just <laughs> tick-tocking away. There we go. It was just tick-tocking, tick-a-talking. <laughs> But we're here. We're here. And actually, we're in a different location today recording. We are. We're at Heather broke herself. (laughs) I mean, I broke myself too, but Heather broke her lower part of her body, so she can't really walk. So we're a pretty sad bunch in here today. Like, I've got this brace on my ankle. She's got this brace brace on on my wrist. (laughs) Like, we're a sad pair. So, like, she takes care of the upper body movements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I take care of the lower body. Right movements but yeah so we're recording actually from heather's office today which might be a little bit louder because i'm much closer to the street than we'll see but we'll see it'll be but hers looks i don't know i think hers looks much cooler than mine (laughs) i like her open light bulbs oh i love them too right my desk and then i have this nashville skyline made out of wood i know it's very made both of them for me it's very like hipster cool yeah and then my husband made the lights and who made the llamas? <laughs> She's got a picture of llamas and sweaters. Yeah. I and, love llamas. And it's pretty much... <laughs> I don't think I knew this about you because I also love llamas, and I feel like we've wasted a lot of time right? not talking about llamas. Oh my gosh. We're going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> because the meme, my meme game is on point with yes. llamas. Like, that's what my friend and I, we just, we'll randomly just send each other llamas. <laughs> just because, why just not? Because. Why not llamas? Yeah, I do also, that with my friend too. <laughs> in pajamas. No drama for this llama. Mm, yeah. Oh my goodness. What are we talking about today, Sarah? Um, weeds. <laughs> talking about them weeds. Some and weeds. not, you know, the... Sweet, sweet, Chiba kind of weed. <laughs> More like the weed of the sea. Weed of the sea, y'all. Seaweed. Seaweed, which I'm sure you've all heard of in some form of fashion. Yeah. There's a lot of ways that um, we use seaweed. Mm-hmm. And of course, probably, I would say, majority of people probably have consumed or know about seaweed right. because of sushi sushi right you oh. get a little maki roll you now get some, cali- some sushi i've been craving sushi since we started researching this right i was like ooh, a sushi mm. well there's also like in the spa you do a seaweed wrap oh that's true seaweed wraps yeah some then, people just snack on seaweed. well i was gonna say i saw some seaweed snacks i'm guessing that they taste like kale chips it's like my assumption. A little bit. Um, actually, my I'm first experience with seaweed was in college because my roommate was from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Hawaii. Hawaii. And she would always bring snacks from home, and a lot of them would be like dried seaweed. Yeah. or And I had never even tried sushi up to that point. Mm. Like, I was very sheltered from <laughs> apparently any life? kind of exotic foods. <laughs> and I remember just thinking, like, what? Gross. What and she cool. had kelp. Which is also yeah. a form of seaweed. Yeah. or And, you know, the Japanese call it nori. Mm-hmm. But, so, she would just be, like, nobbling on it. Just some dried seaweed. Yeah. Just, and it looked like very thin, green. Yeah. Like, plant-like crackers. Almost look like cellophane, because it's very, like, translucent. Cellophane. yeah. It's That's like a translucent. True. And it just kind of melts in your mouth. Just kind of Not in your hands. Not in your hands. <laughs> it's crispy. It's crunchy in your hands, but melts in your mouth. <laughs> well, Asians have been... 
eating lots of seaweed for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And we already know that, I, f- I feel like we know the Asian is a pretty healthy culture. Yeah, with every time we talk about stuff, it's like, well, in Asia they in do Asia. this, and they live till they're 175 <laughs> right. years old. So, exactly. Or definitely, there's. I think they have the highest percentage of people that are over... 100 or yeah, something, something crazy like, like that. that and anytime you see like guinness world record for oldest person alive yes. they're like from asia right <laughs> so we should pay attention <laughs> yes. to what they're doing yes and one of those things is they eat a lot of seaweed yeah um it even says here on my thing if you live near an asian market or chinatown you may be able to find fresh seaweed nice but you are able to find many types of dried seaweeds in oh, the supermarket yeah, and online let's say and like, we can even find it now, like, at our normal grocery store, like Kroger. Like, you used mm-hmm. to have to go to a health Yeah, uh, and usually if you go to the international aisle, you know, yeah. where you would find, you know, the Asian or Indian or Italian, you know, pastas right. and stuff, you can usually find it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and but if you do go, like, we have an international market not far from here. Mm-hmm. And the one that I really like is over off Nolensville Road, the K&S World Market. Mm-hmm. And That's they have amazing stuff there. But yeah, you can definitely find all kinds of weeds of the sea. Weeds of the sea. Mm-hmm. So I wonder why we consume, or they consume so much seaweed. Because it's delicious for one. <laughs> well, I know it's delicious in seaweed. I mean, in sushi. It is, but also, have you ever had their seaweed salad? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's super good. Too. Like the long, yes. and it's different types of seaweed in there. And it kind of looks like noodles. It does. It looks like noodles. And then they have that almost like a sweet type vinegar, like the rice wine yeah, vinegar type. Yeah, super of. yummy. Mm, I'm getting sushi tonight. It's right. happening. <laughs> like, I was going to cook, but now I think sushi is going to yeah. be what happens. <laughs> well, I can use my wrist as an excuse. I can't. You can't I cook. I can't cook. I have a, Your wrist is hurt. I yeah. can't. That's my excuse. That's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but there's a lot of benefits in a lot of different ways. One, very, it says it's much more nutrient-dense than any land vegetable. Right. Which, like, we think of kale being so nutrient-dense, but it's more nutrient-dense than, than even kale. kale. I mean, and all those micronutrients like folate, calcium, magnesium, yes. zinc, iron, selenium. Mm. And it's a great source of iodine. It's full of lots of things, that's for sure. All of the stuff and things. <laughs> All of the things. All of the things are that our body needs are in the weeds of the sea. And this one really excited me because I'm always trying to get more of these. We're both DHA and EPA forms of omega-3 fatty acids. Yes. And we've talked about those a lot in podcasts previous. Yeah, well, because, you know, a lot of people supplement for omegas because we don't get enough. Mm-mm. But a lot of times it's using fish oil, which is just gross, and it makes you burp. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and as well, because there, there are the different kinds, and the EPA is really, in the DHA, like, we, there's different kinds right. that you want to get into your diet. And this one has good quantities of both of those. Right. Which is why I found a vegan omega that I take, and they use um, algae. Yes. As the main source, which is the form of seaweed. Right. Because yeah. there, there are multiple different forms of seaweed. Like, we've already mentioned some, like yeah, kelp, yeah. and then the actual, like, look like stringy noodle type seaweed. Yeah. And then there's the kind that, like, when you're in the ocean, it gets stuck on you, and you right, think it's like, a shark, ah, and you go, ah, and you run out of the ocean like I do every time. Because, touch my foot. Yeah, and then it's seaweed, and then you feel real dumb. 
You're like, it was a plant. But don't just pick up the seaweed in the ocean and eat it. No. Like, I feel like it, no. it's got to go through some kind of <laughs> I don't know. decontamination. It, yeah, because that just sounds gross to me. Right. There's like, just, just pulling some. Lit. Well, and I mean, and we'll talk about it a little later, but they actually have seaweed farms. Yes. And there's a lot of benefits to those that we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. get into. But in addition to the vitamins and minerals, the omega-3s, it also said it can um, aid with digestion. Mm-hmm. And it said that if you add this particular kind of seaweed called kombu to, like, beans when cooking, it can yeah. help with, like, upset stomach or gas that is caused by beans. By beans. Nice. So you can have your beans and <laughs> eat them, too, without going number two. I don't know. I was trying to find a rhyme, <laughs> and that just went awry. So edit. <laughs> um, another key buzzword. It has lots of antioxidants. Yes, I love me some antioxidants. Right. I mean, all of these things that we've mentioned, uh, we talk about needing all them the all the time. Yeah. Like these are the, the good the, the good stuff. Well, and the potential role of all these health benefits dates so far back, like. In 1500 BCE, what is that? BCE? I know, that's what it says. They just added a letter. I think they did too. (laughs) Anyway, it was cited um, as the Ebers papyrus. They cited it as a remedy for tumors. Yeah, like, yeah, so cancer. Right. And then traditional Chinese medicine has relied on it for treatment from everything from goiter, which I have no idea what that is. Goiters are like those big, like, skin bulges that you get. Like, have you ever heard of goiter, like, on your neck? Like, where it's just like this giant giant bulge. A nodule, if you will. And all the way to urinary tract infections. Yes, because it has fiber and prebiotics. Right. So it can help those, those symptoms inside your body. There's lots of big words on things that they found in seaweed that are good for us. Fucoidins, polysaccharides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but it induces cell death in human cancers, colon cancer cells in this one study I read. That's pretty fantastic. I know. So, so far, so good. Right? I'm hearing, like, a, lot of, I'm hearing a lot of good right things. <laughs> um, but... There are a couple potential concerns to be aware of um, because it is high in iodine, which is important mineral for thyroid functions. It's a great source of that. However, it is possible to develop thyroid problems from too much iodine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was one study, Japanese study, that found women who consumed 15 to 30 milligrams of kombu, which is a type of seaweed, um, had elevated TSH and when they stopped consuming seaweed, their THS and thyroid hormone levels returned mm-hmm. to normal. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of recommended not to exceed above three milligrams of iodine, which is typically a serving of twenty to fifty milligrams of this particular type of seaweed right. daily. So to me, though, twenty five to fifty milligrams in terms of seaweed, if you're drinking eating dry seaweed, that's probably a lot. Yeah, because it's so like. Paper thin and yes, I imagine that being a large quantity every single day of this one particular type of seaweed. Um, and that so that was one thing that it said was that you might have some, yeah. And and then the other thing, which I I guess I alluded to when I said don't pick your seaweed out of the ocean and eat it, is it does absorb whatever it's in its environment, so like. 
Now you hear about certain types of fish having high mercury. Well, the, yeah, the, the bioaccumulation. Right. As well as um, radiation. Yes. Um, like, especially in Japan, where there was a nuclear plant meltdown. Right. In the Pacific Ocean, like Pacific seafood, as well as Pacific, certain yeah. algaes or seaweeds that come from that region have the potential to have certain levels of radiation in them. Yes. Because... Yeah, that's you hear about, especially like if you're pregnant, they say reduce your consumption of certain types of fish because right. of the heavy metals that accumulate yeah. within the cells or the flesh of the fish itself. So, similar situation. Right. Um, but even then, it says the levels fall well below international dose limits. Yeah. But, I mean, for me, like, I probably just get my seaweed from not not that particular location. Right. <laughs> I just won't get it from the area that there was a nuclear meltdown. I will probably just get it from my favorite sushi restaurant. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And be like, I'm sorry, did this come from the Pacific Ocean where there was a nuclear meltdown? <laughs> kind of like when you get cage-free eggs. Right. Is this radiation-free seaweed? <laughs> Is it? Because that's what I require. I'm allergic to radiation. <laughs> I'm allergic. So is this radiation-free? Like that's gonna be a thing one day. Just They'll have wait. To start labeling it. Yeah. Just, just wait. Because <laughs> right now you can get like, you know, it's saying DFGF, dairy free, gluten free, and then there's gonna start to be all these other like yeah, like RF like, radiation free <laughs> things on all of our food. For sure, it's everything free. It's gonna eventually just be like here's some here's some air and in it, some ice cubes and some ice cubes. But, but where'd you get your water? <laughs> that water could contain some heavy metals. We're not safe, ladies and gentlemen. Bottom line, we just we're not safe from anything. Aww. But that's not true because we know it's all things true. in moderation and as long as you're educated. Um, but yeah, so seaweed also too another buzzword is considered a superfood. Yes. Because like we said, it's got even more nutrient denseness than kale. It's the new kale. And to me, I would rather nobble on, well, I guess depending on the context, but like eat some seaweed over just like munching on some raw kale. Okay, I eat kale almost every day. But see, usually when I eat my kale, it's in like a salad with some other things Mm -hmm. or in a shake, blend it up. I mean, I love some kale, don't get me wrong, but given, like, here's a leaf of kale. Right. And here's a thing of dried seaweed. I'd probably grab the dried seaweed, because to me... I don't know, kale chips are so good, but I guess... Oh, yeah, I guess if it's dried, it really would depend on the form in which it's delivered. And if it's got good salt. I like it a little salty. Yes. A little bit of some, some. (laughs) Some, some, some. So, seaweed is yummy. Mm Mm-hmm. And healthy. Yes, but also it is good for the environment. Really? Mm-hmm. So technically right now, only 35 countries commercially harvest it. But farming the organisms in the right way, like mm-hmm. kelp and algae and seaweed and all that stuff, could actually counter some of the effects of climate change on the rest of the food chain. So like growing more seaweed can lower the amount in CO2 in surrounding waters, reducing acidification, improving the environment for like oysters and other shellfish, and managing it correctly and harvesting it can help maintain dissolved oxygen and nutrient levels in the water, contributing to the overall health of the ocean. Nice. 
Like, that's a lot of things. That's a lot so, of like, things. yes, we're helping ourselves nutritionally. Right. But in the process, we're helping Mother Earth. Like, nice. which is kind of important because we're killing it slowly. That's true. Like, and that's all I'm saying about that. Well, it's kind of like how the trees help us, like, with oxygen. and Yeah. We don't want to cut them down. We want to farm them responsibly. Same way the seaweed is helping the ocean. Yeah, it does photosynthesis. It's just in the ocean. In the ocean. So it's right. releasing oxygen yeah. into the ocean and we know that that's important so that wildlife and fish and yeah. mammal can survive in the ocean and it's keeping our seafood healthier and we yeah, consume yeah. the seafood exactly. so it's like all part of the, the circle of life <laughs> yeah um and there's actually i haven't been able to watch the whole thing but there was on abc's catalyst which is a show that i just discovered based on doing this, this research. there's an episode called can see we save the world and we're gonna try and see if we can find Ooh, a way yeah i'm gonna try to put it on the blog post i picture obviously i've not seen this but i picture like this seaweed with a cape on like yes if that's not how it goes we gotta create our own yes we're gonna make we're we're gonna gonna make make our own we're gonna make captain seaweed a thing (laughs) um but yeah so it's presented by this professor tim flannery um and there's it's this whole really cool thing which i started watching some and it like follows part of it that i was watching follows a um basically one of these seaweed farmers and like talking to them about like what it means to like farm seaweed like how it works all of that and there's a guy who actually operates a farm in long island sound near connecticut oh wow yeah so one that's actually here like we are one of those 35 countries that actually attempts to farm seaweed Mm. surprisingly i that surprised me for some reason but we do and he has special technologies that he uses where seaweed and mussels kind of go hand in hand, you know, like shellfish. Right. And he has these long floating ropes hanging baskets filled with scallops and osters, and it, like, the kelp and stuff grow around that. Mm. And, like, they have this symbiotic relationship. So it's, like, the healthier the seaweed is, the healthier the shellfish, and vice versa. And so, like, when he has a really healthy crop, it improves but apparently like he's had some issues because like if a hurricane blows through it kind of like destroys and like really hurts his farm but in general they don't get too many up there in new york Mm -hmm. or connecticut area but i guess in the recent years we've had some some issues because again we're killing our planet (laughs) and mother nature's pissed right (laughs) just saying (laughs) um but yeah ocean farming has long been practiced in china and it's hopefully spreading into other countries. America. 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 <laughs> there is one study I was looking at. Um, I just thought it was interesting. So they were um, incorporating sea greens, which is a, a brand name of some seaweed. Um, they were incorporating it into bakery products, so like bread. And they, it was replacing salt in, in the bread that they were making. And it actually... Um, stopped mold growth for up to nine more days wow so like where the regular piece of bread would start molding this one didn't for nine more days and all they did was replace the salt with seaweed wow i know very interesting which is awesome because most things that are preserved like our processed foods Mm -hmm. are using really dangerous stuff yeah like could seaweed be something we could switch to well and that would make sense if it's high in um prebiotics right because that means they 
are biotic, which, you know, (laughs) antibiotic. Yeah. But anyway, like maybe that helps counter the healthy bacteria, counter the bad bacteria and like the mold and all of that. So, um, but what's really cool too, and helps us remain sustainable if we were to start using this more as a food source is it grows really, really fast at rates more than 30 times land-based plants. Crazy. And right now, globally, around 12 million tons of seaweed is grown and harvested annually, about three quarters of which comes from, guess where? China. China. Yeah, <laughs> China. Um, the current market value of the global crop is between 5 billion and 5.6 billion US dollars. Hmm. So it's a pretty lucrative. Yeah. So maybe we need to make our own seaweed farm. We yeah, need to get in. At least invest in one. We need to get in on the ground floor, man. That's like all these things. Like I think I've missed. I think I've missed the Bitcoin train. It's like the end of the beginning. Bitcoin but doesn't make sense to me. I laugh at Bitcoin a lot. I don't get it, but people are making a lot well, of money. I'm sure, and like I've been, it's been explained to me. <laughs> but I'm just, it feels like monopoly money in my head. Like yeah, I don't get it. I just picture like. Bitcoin, I just think picture like slot machine money, yeah. just like ding, da, da, ding, ding. But okay, so we're forget Bitcoin, we're going into, <laughs> we're going into seaweed. seaweed, seaweed farms. That's what we're doing. It's like, where are your investments? Uh, weeds of the sea, dude. Where else would they be? Like, legit, because we would be helping not only nutrition, but the environment as a whole and our pockets. And if we make some money on the side, right. well. I mean, hey, maybe we should start a GoFundMe for our seaweed farm. So we're going to agree at a seaweed farm. So contribute to our GoFundMe, Weeds of the Sea, by Real Health, Real People. Um, I love it. Yeah, dude. Speaking of Real Health, Real People, that's what you're listening to. Y'all. Oh my gosh, we never said that. See, it's a re- this is why our okay. intro song is so important. describes us. Right. Because we forget. We just start talking to you. <laughs> And if we didn't have our intro song that tells you what we are, what we are. and or introduced us, right. you would have no clue. <laughs> you would just be, we would just be two women talking about weirdness, about injuries and in seaweed. Right. Speaking of China, have you read the China study? I have skimmed parts and watched it. a video about it, but I've never read the book. I think oh, I ordered it though on Amazon. It's in my stack of 50 billion. I definitely billion. want to because it's true. Like all Book's these true. things that we look into. Fermented like, foods, yeah, fish, culture, like has it seaweed, all They got the lockdown nutrition. They really do. Health. We should take a page out of... The <laughs> well, China there, study. There actually is a book. I was like, we should take a page out of their book. But legit, <laughs> this it's this researcher. He pretty much dedicated his life to this study. And then on the back end of it, back end of it came out with... Um, a plant-based diet and really following kind of what right. they do over there is the yeah. best for optimal health. It's awesome. I want to read it. We should. We should have a book club. So if you want to join our book club, mm-hmm. virtually, of course. For the China study. Um, you can email us at realhealthrealpeople at gmail.com. Yeah, dude. Actually, like for real, we should legit look yeah. into that. And we could do maybe some Facebook Lives or something to discuss. Totally. So if you have not subscribed to our email list... We'll be rolling out this book club and announcing it. Yes, let's do that. So make sure you go to realhealthrealpeople.com, subscribe to the email list. Add us to your safe list so we don't go into your junk folder. <laughs> like us on Facebook and Insta. For sure. And eat some seaweed. Eat more seaweed. Weeds for life. <laughs> we should have been funnier.